Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. This is Uri Reyes Sr. I had an opportunity with my friend to be able to star in Surf Ninjas, and I played the character as Zatch. So I'm looking forward to be able to spend some time in martial arts spirit with Justin Harvey. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Justin Harvey Show. Today is a very extraordinary day. It's a dream come true for me, and I would first like to thank my good friend, Gordon Rakusa, for helping make this possible. Uh, Today, we have a star, and personally, one of my favorite stars from one of my favorite films, Surf Ninjas, the one and only Zaj, a.k.a. Ernie Reyes Sr. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much. Justin, on behalf of the West Coast World Martial Arts Association and Master Tony Thompson and myself, I'm more than happy to share some martial arts spirits with you today, man. (laughs) It's a privilege. It sounds great. So how are you feeling today, spirit-wise, sir? Well, basically, I just turned 67 years old, (laughs) and uh, I've been studying martial arts for 48 years, and I feel so fortunate, really, and grateful to keep doing what I love doing most, and that's really training and teaching martial arts. And, you know, I believe, you know, I talk about feelings. I feel with without martial arts, I would just never have ever been who I am as a person today and what I've accomplished and the experiences that you talked a little bit about. And some of those experiences during my lifetime were only dreams, right? And mm-hmm. I've had opportunities for and be able to be fortunate to have lived those things and have them become reality and just sharing my thoughts and my philosophies, my beliefs, values, and experiences during my, during my lifetime with you, mm-hmm. Justin, really just makes me realize how lucky I've been to have martial arts as my way of life. And martial arts really has empowered my life to make me feel good and achieve my goals, really from the wildest dreams that I've, I've talked about before. And I've had the opportunity to travel with our world action team all over the United States. United States and the world, right? And right now, Master Thompson and I have 40 martial arts schools across the United States, and we never thought that was going to even be possible. I mean, my first school was, the rent was like $315 a month, and it was 1,200 square feet, and because we were traveling and doing the demonstrations and trying to promote our demonstration team all over and competing with with, uh, my team, basically, I could even barely make rent at times. So, you know, it's it's been a great opportunity to go with our West Coast demonstration team that, you know, has been we've been doing it for thirty over thirty six years and the main thing that makes me happy and makes me feel good is that we've we've brought smiles and joy to people all over the world. And because of martial arts it's taught me, you know, self respect, self discipline and to care for others and develop mm-hmm. that indomitable spirit to never quit, just like you got. <laughs> oh, oh I, absolutely, because, I mean, it, it brings a smile to my face to be, you know, conducting this interview today because 
I've wanted to speak with you for many years, sir, because your character, Zaj, was my favorite character in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> the Zaj guy. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And um, um, do you want to go ahead and, um, you know, talk a little bit about um, Surf Ninjas, and then we'll um, we'll talk a little bit about um, your son, Ernie Reyes, okay. um, Jr. Right. as well. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so I could tell you the story of, you know, the journey, basically, you know. And the journey to movie making and television that we had mm-hmm. an opportunity to do with my son were really golden years for myself and for him, you know. And but they were golden years, but they were really, really challenging years because in around 1980, well, by 1980, I was already, uh, I was a Taekwondo national uh, champion, in mm-hmm. fighting, and I won the bronze medal at the World Championships. And then I had, you know, the West Coast World Martial Arts Demonstra- Demonstration Team. I developed, like, seven national champions. And Ernie Jr. was one of the youngest child to ever be rated in adults' musical forms at that time. So wow. we have evolution. You know, there's like, there's like for XMA, and there's all kinds of extreme um, forms and everything else. But both... Um, Landmaster Reed, they did classical music, right? And mm-hmm. my team was more of contemporary pop <laughs> music, right? So people didn't really accept music even at that time. Then I added the acrobatics and, you know, a little bit more tricking and things like that. And even at the time, I had the number one forms champion who was George Chung and the number one women's champion who was Cynthia Rothrock at the time. And she ended up doing some other movies too. And there was Margie Bedke on there, Belinda Davis, you know, Chucky Curry, the Dayton Brothers, and and we had just so many different champions that came. So I didn't really want to leave them uh, at that time. And so we met this lady, and she said, you know, are you interested? Well, we did it. We are doing a demonstration, as a matter of fact, uh, mm-hmm. for um, it was Benny Arquitas was fighting a full contact match in, in Las Vegas, and they invited us to do a demonstration during the halftime show. So this producer came up to me after the show, and she says, hey, you know, would you like to do, you know, we're interested in having Ernie Jr. and yourself come and make movies and at that time I really didn't want to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> because of, I didn't want to you know I just really didn't trust the lady first and foremost and then the next thing was I didn't even want to leave all of my you know the champions and things like that but after a while you know I was thinking about it for a while and after six months I phoned the lady and I said hey you know well first of all we couldn't even find her card mm-hmm. so I, I told one of my team coordinators her name was Donna Bernardi I said hey listen find the lady's card and let me just give her a call because we pretty much topped off. I was Black Belt Instructor of the Year from uh, Black Belt Hall of Fame, you know, from Black Belt Magazine, and mm-hmm. you know, we hit and we hit the top of everything. I said, "What's going to be the best way to impact and empower more people's lives to understand the benefits of martial arts, uh, just the lifestyle of it, and also the entertainment aspect?" I said, "You know what? We got to take we got to take the step." Mm-hmm. So she was trying to hunt for you know she was trying to hunt for the card. She couldn't find it, and then she ended up cleaning out her. Her old, her old, uh, her old closet and things like that, and she found the car again. That was like six months later. So I phoned wow. the lady and I said, "Hey, you know, are you still interested, you know, in us?" And she goes, "Well, you know, it's a different time, and you know, uh, Ernie Jean was a little bit younger." I said, "You know, let us just come down and you know meet us, and you know, we'll do an audition for you." You know, so basically we did we did a, d- a demonstration for her, right? And then then he had a monologue too, a monologue too, because he was taking I had him take acting lessons too. On top of that, mm-hmm. so her name was Sally Baker, and then she she 
she teamed up with somebody, and, had, and then we had to do another demonstration for the producers of television that they were getting t- into, which was Motown. So Motown is famous for records, right? And at that, mm-hmm. that, that time, they were, doing, they were barely getting into making movies. They were barely getting into making movies and uh, television. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, main, the main executive at that time was Suzanne DePass and um, Michael Weismarth. So we did a demonstration for them, and they were, like, so excited. So, you know, we had, we had them on our team. So then eventually what they did is they introduced us to Disney. So then we had to go, and we're doing demonstrations every single time. And we're doing demonstrations for them. They were really excited, so they wanted to develop something for television at that time. Mm -hmm. And then what ended up happening was uh, Ernie got another audition, and that's when 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 things were getting developed from Motown and Disney, uh, we got something from... um, uh, it was like uh, The Last Dragon, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Last mm-hmm. Dragon was happening. So they wrote him in. They wrote us in right away. Some of my demonstration team people were there, and myself, and I choreographed a lot of the, the climax fight scenes and everything. The movie was almost pretty done, but they wrote Ernie in there, you know what I'm saying, as a part. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then we got then he got another part after that. And, and I can remember the time when... Um, uh, he got this part. It was in Red Sonia with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bridget Nelson. And that was a, yeah, yeah, that was a time when uh, you know we were so grateful because it was it was really rough. You know, it's 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 like I said, it's kind of like the journey. You know, and mm-hmm. you know everybody thinks it was an easy time, but it was it was one of the toughest times in our life to be able to sustain the martial arts schools and trying to trying to have a film and movie industry. With anybody trying to do it is it's almost impossible to really do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So whoever does it, congratulations to them all, you know. And I remember, you know, we got down on our knees, you know, and we said a prayer and we were so thankful that we felt like we were blessed, you know, to really have an extraordinary opportunity to do this movie. So we were in Italy for three months and uh then when we got back, uh we got back we had we hooked up with one of the biggest talent agents representing Ernie Jr. and myself, and they were called ICM at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the biggest, uh, you know, uh, agencies, you know, that you could ever have. And Michael Eisner was the head of ABC, and we mm-hmm. had to do another demonstration from, for him. And Michael Katzenberg was the head of executive of Disney. And so we got uh, sidekicks on, on the air. And it start, started off really with first was our last electric night, Mm-hmm. And then from the last electric night, it went to sidekicks after that with Gil Gerard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, basically to be able to do all of those things was really, a, it just was all of the core of martial arts, you know. And then really it was kind of like, it was the beginning, it was it was kind of like really, to be honest with you, it was like we lasted a year, right, 23 mm-hmm. episodes, mm-hmm. but it was a little bit ahead of its time still. You know, because martial arts wasn't really, really accepted. So, you know, we kind of really, really were the first ones besides Gung Fu, right? Gung Fu with with Key Luke, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was he was also a part of um, the Last Electric Night, but it was David Carradine, right? And then the other television is like was Ernie Jr. You know, mm-hmm. 
to be the first ones to really pioneer, you know, television and to have your own television series was an easy task to end up doing. Mm-hmm. But I can remember, you know, it was just all of the hard times. It was like the journey. It's, we lived in my aunt's garage, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was like a one, one, basically a one room with a restroom attached to it. We had a hot plate and we had one of those, you know, portable refrigerators. And uh, mm-hmm. we lived all in that one room together just to make it all happen, you know. And at times we lived in the bad area of uh, L.A. and you could hear the helicopters going over an eye, gunfire that's happening. So, you know, both him and I had to really endure a lot, you know. But mm-hmm. those kind of things and those kind of life skills and the challenges that you have has really made me appreciate, you know, more than ever martial arts and what it stands for. Mm-hmm. Hey. And one one thing that I love about Surf Ninjas is not only does it have, you know, wonderful martial arts, but it has, like, a lot of comedy in it because... Yeah, yeah um, exactly. You're, you're, what was funny, and I, I laughed my butt off at this part, like, your your son falls into this cave, you know, where the weapons are, and, yeah, yeah. and then he's like, I found Waldo, and you're like, really? And he's like, Psych, <laughs> you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, just, you know, yeah. yeah, and, you know, the whole thing, so it was, you know, that was part of the whole thing because they they basically brought in Leslie Nielsen, you know, and he was mm-hmm. he was at the top of the world at the time. And then Rob Snyder, you know, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. he's really blown up to a whole nother thing. Then there was Tone Lope at the time who was a heavy rapper, right? Yeah. And so, you know, and New Line Productions brought out. So they, you know, they really put their... They're all on that. But let me just tell you one thing about mm-hmm. just making surf ninjas. Mm-hmm. And it's like this probably all the time the experiences that I've had. It's it's kind of like, you know, even though it's a martial arts core, it became mm-hmm. more of the comedy and the acting part of it, mm-hmm. which is cool. You know, you did have those elements in there. But I choreographed every fight scene, right? And you mm-hmm. know how much time we had? We had one take. We had one take that it pretty much had to be perfect because they're going to move on. And wow. that was the cha- that was the challenging part. So I had to have it dialed in, mm-hmm. and everybody else, every everybody else on my some of the demonstration team guys that were on there could figure out who they were. And it's mm-hmm. like saying, "Hey guys, it's like a demonstration. You got one shot at. There's not going to be no retakes or whatever." Then when mm-hmm. it came to the camp comedy or acting, if people didn't like it, you know, the higher profile guys, "Hey, can we mm-hmm. do another take? Sure, why not?" And they're doing like maybe fifteen takes. Well, wow. <laughs> was some some little thing that wasn't even imagined, and so when it came to the fight scene, the day was going to be over, and so it's all about time and money. So the time mm-hmm. the time that you get to do the fight scenes were going to be like very limited. So we're lucky to have pulled off what we did. You know what I'm saying at that time. Mm-hmm. Now, now, yeah. now, did you did you help your son in um, the Ninja Turtles two? Because your son starred in the Ninja Turtles two as the peak <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what happened with Ninja Turtles 2 was uh, a friend of mine phoned me, Pat Johnson. I don't know if you know him. He's a real good friend of Chuck Norris, right? Mm-hmm. They were like mm-hmm. really basically training partners, when, and he became a stunt coordinator and head guy. And he goes, hey, you know, would really be interested in doing that? So basically we got the lead from uh, uh, Pat Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pat Johnson did the Karate Kid, yeah. He was yeah. Uh, the main coordinator of the Karate Kid, too, so... He ended up doing the first Ninja Turtle one, and then so Ernie was in the first Ninja Turtle one, and then he played the Pizza Boy in the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cl- classic films. I, I have them all actually. Yeah. 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 It's been a journey. So, um, uh, when did you first like get into martial arts? 
you know, take us take us a little through that, like your backstory of how you yeah, like like I said, I started in 1966, basically, you know, and doing a little bit of it. And from there was like, uh, you know, my main thing is I played a lot of sports. I was in junior college and I was trying to get a scholarship playing basketball. And then I, I hurt my ankle really, really bad. So it just took me out of the season. But I, I said to myself, I said, you know, because I used to go to health, uh, health uh, spa and work out and lift weights for, you know, conditioning for the basketball season, whatever. And I, I used to watch these guys over there. And I said, you know, one of these days when I finish, I'm going to pick up martial arts. You know, that's going to mm-hmm. be my thing. So then I got hurt real bad uh, my junior junior college year, the last year, and you know, I just said, uh, you know, forget it, you know, whatever. I'm just going to start doing martial arts. So it was probably a blessing in disguise because from that point on, I really did never, ever have stopped training martial arts every day, you know. And uh, so that's why I met in 1968. I went to San Jose State University, had an opportunity to graduate from there, and that's where I met Tony Thompson. You know, and our first instructor, my first instructor was Moses Garris Mende in 1966 in a small agricultural town here called Salinas, California. Mm-hmm. And it's an agricultural town, you know what I'm saying? Really, it's just mm-hmm. made for all kinds of agriculture. It was known as the lettuce bowl of the world at the time. But it was an agricultural field kind of thing. And um, mm-hmm. so what ended up happening was uh, I met Tony Thompson at San Jose State. And we met our, our another instructor there. His name was, was Grandmaster Dan Choi, and he was our instructor. And then from there, we, you know, we competed a lot. Mainly, the main thing, reason why I really did uh, martial arts was for the trophies because I played sports so much all, you know, all the way up till, like I said, junior college. You know, football, basketball, track, and mm-hmm. high school and junior college was. And you know, I just enjoyed the competition, but I also loved. I wanted to be a coach, basically. You know, I didn't even know what I wanted to become, you know, in life, right? I just said, you know, I'd like to be a PE coach, you know. That that would be a great thing. So I just went to college and majored in business administration just as a general thing, not really loving it all that much. <laughs> They're saying, you know, I'll just do that as a general overall thing. And plus, there weren't, at that time, there weren't too many teaching jobs for physical education teachers at that time. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, let me just do something generic, you know, and I'll just go into business administration. So I met my friend, Tony Thompson, and we've been training partners for 46 years. We're still together, and we met our instructor, and uh, again, in 1977, I became national taekwondo champion mm-hmm. and then bronze medalist at the third world championships from there. Now, now, are you on, like, social media so that people can, you know, get a hold of you and read about you, like, uh, Facebook and Twitter as well? Uh, not, not really. <laughs> <laughs> now, my kids are, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm so busy. I am so busy, really, to be honest with you. It's like, oh, man, it's like every second of my life I'm doing something. I don't have, I don't even have a second to really do much of anything, you know. But, uh, yeah, so I just try to... Keep on keep everything within our own organization and myself. Yeah. Well, well, I I do appreciate your time, sir. Because like I said, it's always been a dream of mine to be able to uh, conduct this interview. And um, you right. know, uh, please please let your son know that you know I am a big fan of his as well. And um, I'm actually in the process of trying to get in touch with him so that I can right. you know have him on the show as well. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll let him know. I'll pass the word on to him. Yeah, definitely. So. So, um, yes, so I think we're going to pretty much wrap up, right? And I just want to, you know, just basically share my goal and 
my goal now is to really just to continue to strive for a mastery in life. You know, it's not just mastery in martial arts, but really mastery in life. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all about giving back to, you know, the martial arts world and by sharing time with you also. And, you know, again, I'm 67 years old and really I think the most important thing is to still continue to grow, you know, just Mm -hmm. like yourself. You're not giving up, right? And, you have to continue to grow, and if you strive for mastery, there's no other way than to try to take yourself or level up to the next level. So I've always maintained that white belt mindset. You know, I think that's what really keeps me going. It just seems like I have so much more to learn. You know, even with you know the 48 years that I've been studying, I still feel like you know uh, mm-hmm. I still feel like a beginner at times. And I also have never forgotten the humble beginnings of, and roots of where I came from, from my first instructors and all the way back to my mom and dad. You know, mm-hmm. Their names were Valentino and Ernesto Reyes, and they were some of the first Filipino immigrants to ever come to America. And they wow. were earning like, you know, they were earning 15 to 20 cents an hour. They had two or three jobs just to make sure that, you know, they were surviving and the family were surviving. And when I evaluate my life and opportunities that I have compared to what they had to go through and overcome, you know, that spirit that we're all talking about to keep going is always with me daily and keeps growing to really want to keep on training and teaching. Because like a lot of people I know, when they become, you know, that age, 67, a lot of them are there, but they don't really train or teach anymore, you know. But that's something that I'm never, ever going to stop doing because I believe martial arts is one of the greatest gifts of life, really to change people's lives for the better, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually. And, you know, we, and, you know like I think we talked earlier before, and I said, you know, I'm kind of busy because, uh, you know, I, I told you, I said, you know, because you were trying to get a hold of me, and I said, yeah, we're in a black belt cycle. So every six months, you know, we have 200, 300 people that are testing our association. And the greatest part of it is not just the physical part because it's a two-day test. It's mm-hmm. after, and the people come up, and they give the testimonials, right? Mm-hmm. And they talk about from young kids, you know, that was like, it's, it's happened a couple of times where young kids, either their parents or their grandma or grandfather passed away within weeks of their taking their bike belt test. And for some of those kids to say that, you know, no, uh, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to take my test. I'm not going to not want to do it because I know they would love my parents or to continue on, you know. And so when you see that kind of impact and when you see the adults come up and they said, hey, you've helped me in so many different ways, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, to overcome mm-hmm. barriers in my life, it seems like we've done something right. And and the greatest thing is, like, when you look out there, when I look out there, I, so, I see so so great a diverse of people, you know, all different colors, races, creeds, nationalities, and they're all coming together, you know, in a peaceful way for once, you know, and it's because of the martial arts way, you know. So, oh, you know, yeah, so, you know, I guess the best way to do to make sure that, you know, martial arts is one of the greatest gifts of life to develop people physically, mentally, spiritually, and to be able to do that, you know, you've got to be able to teach it. Mm-hmm. And the benefits and power of people's lives, you must continue really to grow and to live it and to level up. And I'm just so happy that, uh, you know, I'm committed to train until my last breath, you know. And I'd like to just say thank you so much, Justin, you know, for calling. And, you know, I know you've got some physical challenges that you've expressed to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And I just yes, want to say you've got that warrior spirit, man. And that's the spirit that I was talking about that we're sharing today. It's just not the spirit of just friends, but the spirit to continue on regardless of any challenges that we have in life. And 
God bless you and wish you all the best, man. God bless, and anytime that you want to promote anything on the show and get the word out, you're always yeah. welcome to come back on the show. Okay, all the best to you. All the best to you. Thank you for being on the show. Right. Bye. Kwan Su, dude. Kwan, Kwan Su. Su, dude. <laughs> yes, sir. You wanted to mention one of your students in the show? Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Also on the demonstration team and still training with me after 36, 38 years uh, from the time that we started on that first demonstration team was uh, uh, Master Scott Coker, and he was the founder of Strike Force. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty big stuff. Yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.